Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with a scripture. Today's scripture comes from Job chapter 22, verses 21 and 22. Submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. Listen to his instructions and store them in your heart. And now for episode 16, Black Jesus. Greetings to all. My name is Minister Lee Eric Forbes. Just want to tell my testimony. Um, basically, how God transformed my life. So it started when I was little. And I was born and raised in the church. Back when in the old school way, it was more, you know, you you had no choice but to go to church. Nowadays, kids have choices, but I didn't have no choice. And I remember growing up with my cousins, and um, we had choir rehearsal. And this lady named Miss Mary used to try to have us to come to church for choir rehearsal. So me and my cousins would try to hide from her because we didn't want to go the church. So at this age, I was more of going to church based off of, you know, my parents saying it. So it wasn't nothing that was in my heart to do. It just was they training me up in that sort of nature as the scriptures say. So when I get older, I know it's where to go. But at this time, I don't know nothing about that. All I know is I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to go to choir rehearsal. And that's just how it was. And so that was kind of when I was smaller, I was bad. If I want some money, I'll steal some money. I used to fight all the time when I was little. So I grew up the opposite of what I am now. So you'll understand at the end. So that was kind of my early years of me growing up. I'm just going to church because I was told. And so when I got to high school, I just started to want to go to church myself. And I remember this lady, her name is Caprice. So I just remember asking her to take me to church. And I started to get this hunger in me to want to uh, go to church. And so as time went on, like, if she didn't answer the phone, I just blow her phone up saying, come and get me, reminding her, because I did not want to miss church. And I remember when I was younger, it was always something different about me. My cousin nicknamed me Black Jesus only because they were saying uh, I didn't do the things that they did. So I knew it was something different about me when I was younger. After I graduated, I uh, still was kind of living the lifestyle that wasn't pleasing to God, whether it's dealing with the women, going to clubs, you know, just to try to, you know, seek sexual activities and things like that. That's really why I went. I didn't go for the other stuff. Drinking wasn't for me. And then I remember me drinking. When I did get drunk a few times, I felt convicted. I was wrong because I knew I grew up in a church. And that's not how God wanted me to do. And I remember how the Bible tells you a uh, bad company corrupts good character. And so I remember hanging around the wrong fellas, you know, because my main thing was I'm hanging with the boys. Uh, I wasn't no big clever, but I went just for the women. My thing was just about the women. It was just I'm going because of that. And I'm just trying to seek some special activity. But every time I did this stuff, I knew in the back of my mind it was wrong. And so I prayed and asked God to forgive me. But, you know, I know that wasn't enough. I said, so I got tired of living that lifestyle. I would get to a point to where I remember one night I got drunk and I had smoked some weed. And that's not nothing that I do. But I just did it because I'm hanging with the wrong people or I'm trying to be cool and things like that. 
And so I remember one night I got messed up and um, it made me not want to drink and smoke no more. But I was grateful for that because I knew I shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. So sometimes God would allow things to happen so that you would see that, oh, okay, this is not me supposed to do in the first place, so I'm going to allow something to happen so I can get your attention. So after that, I kind of backed off that, and I started to see God more because this was the year after high school. I was living by myself, and um, I was going to church myself still, and I was seeking God. And then I remember I started to get it right. I started to slack off the women, slack off fornication. I wasn't drinking. God kind of removed that from my life. I mean, I was praying, I was asking God to deliver me from that just to really save me. Because, you know, some people, they think because they say they believe in God, that they say, but God was showing me that it takes more than just you saying that, oh, I believe in you. That don't make you saved because you can say that, but if you're not living the lifestyle, then, you know, you're not saved. And so I, I found out one day that somebody told me, I can't remember who it was, but they told me that I need the Holy Ghost. And so... um at that time, I was like, okay, well, I know I ain't got no Holy Ghost. I've been baptized, but I ain't got the Holy Ghost. So I had spent time seeking the Holy Ghost, and this was the year my life really shifted. This one, I was depressed. Uh, I had sleepless nights because I was living in sin. So the Bible tells us it's no rest for the wicked. So God made sure I didn't get no rest. I mean, at the time, I didn't know, but at this time, I was like, I'm just doing me, but I want to live right. And so, um, I mean, I started getting closer to God. I was seeking the Holy Ghost. I was really praying. And then some demonic activity uh, started to bother me. If don't nobody really believe that demons is real, I experienced firsthand because I remember being in my apartment, and this one is sure to place in my life to where I would sleep. Well, I was trying to go to sleep and the TV was on because I never liked going to sleep dark because, you know, they, they used to scare me. And so uh, normally when you fear something, the enemy uses that to try to torment you. So I remember trying to go to sleep, and I seen someone run across the TV. And then since that day, it messed my mind up because what I felt, the negative energy, it was nothing I never felt. I ain't know what was going on. I don't know I'm trying to serve God. And then now demons start to torment me. I used to have trouble going to sleep. I used to be scared to go to sleep. I used to hear things talking to me. And some people think, oh, you crazy. No, this is literally demons. Like, it had demons in the Bible. Just how it is now, it's the same thing. It hasn't changed, you know. So I remember going through that, and I got, I had my friend that I was in the world with, but his dad was the pastor at this church called Full Gospel Holy Temple in Dallas, Texas on the Apostle Herman Murray. But I didn't know them at the time. All I know was I knew his daddy. I asked him to pray for me. And I remember that when I went to church, I told his dad that I'm getting attacked by demons and I just want to be saved and free from this because I'm trying to live right for God, but I'm getting tormented. And this was something that was scary. You know, at this time, I'm trying to learn the Bible. You know, I'm trying to live right. I finally made my mind up how I was raised up right. And now I'm starting to go on that path and I'm going on that path that my mama done taught me. And so the enemy didn't make it easy for me to escape sin. So I've been going to the church, and they took me in the room and prayed for me. And I remember they praying for me. It's almost like demons were in me. If they were praying for me, that was talking back to them. And this how, you know, I go so hard for God because I, I remember this. And I know that this walk is real. So I was in there, and all I remember is I lift my hands up, and I began telling me to cry to God and pray. All I remember is I was praying to God, and I was asking God to deliver me. Mm. 
Uh, and I was asking him to set me free and save me. And I remember this is when I was depressed. I used to be stressed. I was struggling. I didn't really have food. But before all this, the enemy trying to get me to kill myself because I was trying to do something I ain't supposed to do that night. I ended up getting disappointed by a woman. Things didn't go right the way I wanted to. So I found myself speeding on the highway. And all I remember was uh, I got so mad, but I know it was the devil. I got so mad to where I was start going by 900 down the highway. And I got so mad to where I tried to run myself off the highway. Like, I literally said, I'm going to kill myself. And the minute I turned the wheel to go off the highway, something stopped me. That's something now I know is God. Like, it, it, it went to the right, and I was going off the highway, and it straightened my car up. And then I just broke down and cried. I was like, I'm tired of living this life. I'm tired of living this sin. So he was messing with me. So I was praying with them. And this thing you know, I lift my hand up and I'm praying to God to save me. I, I just kept saying it. Like I said, something got to change tonight because I can't continue to be depressed. I can't be stressed. I don't want to live in sin. And all I knew, my hand was up. And then I just felt this dove like a experience, how I say in the Bible, high spirit. I felt him like a dog. I, like all I remember was I felt his presence, but it was something different. Like my hand started to shake. And then I started to feel it go down all the way to my body. And the minute it got to my tongue, my thorns to start to going. And I started speaking tongues, and then, like, it went all over my body to where I was speaking in tongues the whole time. But at this time, I don't know what this feels. All I know, I felt something in me, and I felt clean. I felt pure. I, like, I, I felt fire in my body. Like, it was just one feeling, and it's fire feeling, but it was a good feeling. And, like, I felt so empty, and, like, like I, ain't, I ain't feel no sin in me or nothing. Now I know he's feeling with the Holy Ghost at that moment. This was in 2009 when this happened. They told me to tell them what happened to me, and I told them, oh, I, I got the Holy Ghost. I feel pure and clean. And even at that time when I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't know what I had because I didn't keep going to church. If I would have, I would have learned. So I went back, and I would live my life. And then uh, I remember when I moved from down there, I was in Dallas, Texas at the time, and I moved to Baton Rouge, and, uh, and that's when it really began with me. I still kind of committed little sins, fornication, but it was different. I was really breaking down and like I was going to God like the conviction was so strong because I had received the Holy Ghost but at the time I didn't know what I had but all I know is since the Holy Ghost is lives in me now I have received Christ's spirit when something enters in there that's not of him my spirit breaks down now because the Holy Ghost in there it's like it's all more disappointing like this is not what you're supposed to be putting in your body because the Bible tells us no sin should be in our body so I remember I was starting to get stronger in this word and then all I know is I was in church and God started to show me that I was going to preach. But before this, people were saying, hey, uh, you're you going to preach. And all I remember was, I don't know. All I remember, I started my Facebook, which I have a Facebook ministry, which people are being blessed. So I mean, I went on there preaching. And then I was going to church. And every time I look up there, I started to see that, hey, God want me to preach. And I ain't know. And then after a year went by, I fasted. I said, well, God, you want me to preach? Show me. And he showed me you want me to preach. And that was in 2010 when I asked him. In 2011, he said, okay, you're going to preach. Then from 2011 to 12, I spent time asking him to show me when to preach. And in 2012, I preached my first sermon. And uh, now I'm a minister. Uh, I'm walking with God. Christ, I'm free me from that. And the joy that I like, I got my peace. I got joy. And it's a better life. And I will never turn back into the way it used to be because I remember I was depressed. And I was stressed, 
as many times I want to give up because I'm living wrong. But when I gave my life to Jesus, I'm going to close it. When I gave my life to Jesus, my life turned around. I found that peace I was looking for and that joy, and the world couldn't get it to me. It was only in God. And then that's when I found myself, people turned on me, they lied on me, but God always stood by me. And that's why I go so hard for God. And I preach the word with full conviction and not just preach it because I live it. Because when you're preaching it, you got to live it. Otherwise, it makes you a hypocrite. So I don't play when it comes in God because God been good to me. And I'm not afraid to tell nobody about him. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the gospel. It's the reason why I'm still alive. Because without Jesus, I would have killed myself. I would have been in a mental hospital. I would have lost my mind, but God kept me. So... That's kind of my testimony of my transformation from living a sinful life into a holy life. And now I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm glad about it. And God changed my life. He can do the same for you. And Man, praise story. God. Wow. That's an amazing story, Lyric. Thank you for Amen. sharing that. Wow. Amen. So you talked a little bit about bad company corrupting good character and just hanging out with uh-huh. the wrong people and how that led uh-huh. you to doing wrong things. So can you share with us like how to break free from like that circle of influence and like start, you know, being around better people? Like how do you, how do you transition from that? You have to ask God. Like I, I had to really ask God because I didn't have the knowledge. I said, God, show me the people in my life that are supposed to be in there. And anybody in my life that's not of you or that's distracting me from your will, remove them. And so when I say that prayer, it, I even lost my best friend. This is somebody who you talk about, the, the talks like, hey, you know, you my boy. I ain't going to never, you know, all that kind of friend where he would, and we end up, God ended up making things happen to where he shook it and broke us to peace. And there was somebody that I ran with that was with the women, and he still wanted to live that life. But at this time, I had changed. I didn't want to live life no more, so God broke me from him. And it only happened because I had to step back. Because sometimes we pray to God, and God was telling me that uh, I don't answer the way that you want me to answer. So I said, well, God, why did this happen? He said, he told me, you asked me to get rid of people in your life supposed to be there so people started to break out my life and all of a sudden I found myself alone and everybody in my life was the worldly people so I had to be okay with that because it's either them or God and so I chose God and so that's how that ended up breaking so you gotta get to the point to where God is the only person that you uh want to please because if you trying to please people you choose people over God but I say I'm not going to hell for nobody so I was willing to let go of all the negative people, and now I'm, I'm living a peaceful life, drama-free, and I don't got nobody tempting me to do things I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it definitely helps to be around the right people, and if there is no right people, you, you and God is just fine. That's more than enough. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I told myself, if I go by myself, I have to go by myself. I'm fine mm-hmm. with it, as long as I'm safe. Yep. So can you talk a little bit about trying to live right in your own strength versus trusting God and pursuing him and letting him change you from the inside out? Um, see, when you try to do it yourself, you are, you'll continue to make the same mistakes because the Bible tells us in the flesh, the well is no good thing. So your flesh don't have nothing good in it. And so you can't overcome seeing yourself. I only, I, I overcame it because when I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I was trying on my own strength. I didn't have no power. You know, the scripture tells us 
when Holy Ghost come in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you receive power. I didn't have power, so I was trying to live in my own power, and I kept falling, and depression took over me. Uh, sleepless nights ate, ate up on my soul and torn me. And then when I received the Holy Ghost, and when I started not just receiving the Holy Ghost, it's enough, but I really was praying and laying my face before God and seeking Him, crying out to Him, asking me to clean and take out anything out of my life that I'm supposed to be there. And I had to allow anybody, any place, or anything, like the rap music. I used to listen to Boosie, Webby. I used to listen to all that. But God said, well, how are you trying to live here where you letting them rap sin for stuff in your mind? So I, I let go all the rap music, all the stuff on two that I watched that was him. I had to let go all that. But it was the Holy Ghost that convicted me, which led and got me into that. And so that's what I yield to. I, I yield to the Spirit. The Scripture told me if I walk in the Spirit, I won't do my flesh want me to do. So that's the code I live by. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. So you talked about being called to preach, and I love how you said that you spent time just fasting and praying and really seeking God to make sure that this was really what he wanted you to do. So um, can you just talk a little bit about, like, the importance of not rushing into ministry but, like, taking your time seeking God first before you just – get out there before everybody? Yeah, well, ministry was nothing that I, to be honest, I remember I was in church. This church I said I went to Caprice to the woman who I was calling, and my mom was going there a little bit with me. And I remember they mentioned preaching to me, and I said, no, I ain't preaching. I got scared because I know there's something serious. And so uh, when it comes to ministry, first you don't want to rush, and you definitely don't want to call yourself because Everything you tell people, you're going to be judged by. So wherever I tell people, it has to be what's written. As long as I stick to that, I'm good. But if not, the blood on my hand. So a rush to ministry, uh, you have to be, you have to know that it's souls on the line. You know, this is actually people who live in a life that if you're telling them something wrong, that can cause them to go the wrong way and they end up in hell, that blood on your hand. So it's something not to play with. It's more than just getting on a microphone and you making people. It's not about making people feel good. It's about giving them what God needs them. And if you make them feel good, fine. But some stuff you're going to tell people the truth, it's going to hurt their feelings, but it's to correct them. The scripture is given not just to encourage you and lift you, but to correct you and rebuke you as well. And it all works so you can be perfected in the word of God. So as long as you pray and fast and ask God what it is he wants you to do and don't let people tell you what you want to do, you'll be okay. And you ask God because when you do this, if he told you to do it, he's going to equip you for the journey and you'll be successful. But if you rush and do it yourself, it ain't going to work out. And people going to know you ain't going to call and they're going to call you false and all this stuff. And you don't want to go through that. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> you definitely don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so wrapping up, uh, what's the one thing that you would want people to take away from hearing your story? I would want to let them know that holiness is right, and that when you you have to know that the gospel is not given to please your flesh, but it should strip you from sin. So when you read God, you seek Him. You can't seek Him. Just how he said in the Bible, don't come look for me because I gave the loaves of bread. Like how he gave loaves of bread. They only came because he gave them something. But he said, look for me, but, you know, basically to get saved. So uh, I want you to know that God can change you. You know, no matter what lifestyle you live, no matter what sins you did, just like he did Paul when he struck him and he changed his life. Paul was a murderer. So I can let anybody know God can change anybody. He can change a murderer into a preacher. Whatever it is, it's never too late. God don't hold no sin on you. But you must be willing to let go anybody, any person, and anything when it comes to God. 
and then uh, seek him to get his Holy Ghost, and that's what's going to make the difference in your life. And God will change you and keep you. If you want the old folks say, he'll keep you if you want to be kept. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you like what you hear, please continue to support us by following us on social media at Testimony Service Pod and by sharing this on social media. Tell your friends about it. And of course, we'll be back next week. So here's a sneak peek for you. When we got back to Kansas City like four or five something in the morning, slept for about four hours, went to work, came home, went to bed that night at like 10 something that night, Martina. And like one something in the morning, my life was flipped upside down. Wow. And then next day I had to make a decision.